Welcome to How to Have Fun at Work. My name is Lynn Parker, and I spent years doing something I was good at, but not having any fun. Then one of my clients told me women aren't funny. So I created Funny Women, and the rest is history. In this podcast, I talk to guests from both comedy and business. They have a lot more in common than you would ever imagine. Do you know how to turn on the charm? Charisma is that elusive human commodity that helps us gain attention and get things done. Many performers are aware of their ability to charm and beguile, and it's definitely something I've seen work to excellent effect within the comedy world. To discuss this further, I have two extremely charming guests in the form of Susie Bennett and Nina Ambrose. Hello! Hello! Thank you for having me. Hi, Susie. Hello, good afternoon, my lover. So, in fact, you two charmed each other way before I came on the scene because you worked together at Butlins, I believe. We sure did. We were Butlins red coats oh. together. Susie Bonet had comedy talent then through and <laughs> down. <laughs> Do you know, you know what? I'm sorry, people haven't called me Bonet for a long time, so it's lovely to bring that back. <laughs> was that your name at Butlins, Susie Bonet? It, yes. it was kind of uh, a nod to uh, the be- wonderful Patricia Routledge and the highest. So instead of Bennett, I was Bo- Benet. Brilliant. I, I am slightly envious because I think when I was growing up, we used to go to Butlins and I always fancied myself as a bit of a red coat. So you two achieved the dream. So uh, very envious. Well, never, you know. We've got friends in high places now. <laughs> we can get you a job there. <laughs> well, after this podcast, maybe. You never know. Now, years on, and what are my guests doing now? So first up is the wonderful Nina Ambrose, who is the face and owner of social media channel Rants and Big Pants, a place where mainly women and some men of a certain age hang out on Facebook and Instagram. She says it's a bit like an online loose women, but a little baggier around the seams. I identify with that. (laughs) I met Nina when she was literally the face of Benefit Cosmetics as she was their head office receptionist. She went on to be promoted to director of First Impressions. Sounds like the same job to me. And then she went on to the dizzying heights of being in charge of brand DNA, culture and communication. Apart from wearing her big pants on social media... Nina now creates content for brands, having played a huge part in building the social media profile of Benefit Cosmetics. And I know a lot about that because we, in fact, at Funny Women, worked with Benefit for five years. So I think we um, benefited from that. Pardon the dreadful pun. Now, good times, eh, Nina? We had a lot of fun, didn't we? Brilliant times. Absolutely brilliant times. And I still say that, you know, one of the the, the first products that Benefit created was Benny Tint, which is a lip and cheek. Oh, face. yes. I remember I Benny always, Tint. I always, always have that running through my veins because <laughs> it was just such a great place to work, you know. And had it not been for COVID, I'd probably still be there now, you know, because um, I was made redundant oh. um, the later part of last year. But things happen for a reason I truly believe that but good times were had and I've met great people like yourself Lynn yeah uh, you know by working there it was so fun and when when uh, we told Susie that we were going to be working with Benefit the first thing she said is my friend Nina works there so we we funny how things work out totally and then we, we actually ended up at a gig together didn't we yeah through you because Edinburgh was it Edinburgh. Yeah. 
Well, we'll come back to that. Let me introduce my next guest, who is the wonderful Susie Bennett. And Susie swept to victory in the 2006 Funny Women Awards, apparently accidentally. Didn't never knew that, Suze. And on her sixth ever stand-up gig, I remember it well. Now, as a proud Devonian, she has kept the laughs and her accent going strong ever since, performing around the UK as well as overseas. Susie's caramel bunny tones have now won her the accolade of being the voice of the Plymouth Trails, a new tour app for her hometown. And she was recently named as one of the 50 coolest people from Plymouth. This year, Susie launched Plymouth Comedy Tours, which has been receiving rave reviews on TripAdvisor. Now, on Charisma, Susie, you've done it with the quotes. I mean, Susie is a delightful company, says the Metro. Uh, Susie is a charm bomb, says Russell Kane. So, you know, you know a lot about charm, clearly. Well, that's why I said I accidentally won the Funny Women Awards, <laughs> because it was so early on in my comedy that I just went along being really grateful to be there. And my mum was in the audience, so I wanted to do her proud. And then uh, I won it completely by surprise. And I, to this day, think it was my accent because uh, people have said it's very warm and charming. So I think I've carried that through because people say I'm like a female Hagrid. So, <laughs> you know, it, it charms people. Like Russell Kane said, I was a charm bum. I charmed him. Um, <laughs> you but, even uh, <laughs> you even charmed Steve Bennett from Chortle. The physical oh. presence and panache of a young Dawn French. I... I absolutely love Dawn French. She's a local hero as well and who I think has got bags of charisma. So that's, that's one of true. the best things anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> so now let's talk about charisma, which is the topic of our of, of our pod. Um, Nina, um, I've heard you say that being a receptionist was one of your best jobs ever. And you, you were actually brilliant at it. I just remember meeting you for the first time. I think you even gave me a few free samples that probably helped with the charm offensive um but what's your secret you know i think <laughs> the biggest learning for me just touching on butlins and i say this a lot you know it was pretty much my university of life and i came across all walks of life and just it teaches you how to adapt to so many different walks of life and I think it's the secret is being yourself. So, yeah, okay, I am quite a, a loud, not particularly shy person, but I was always myself. I'd always talk to people as I would do, you know, if, if it's yourself, Lynn, or if it's my, you know, my child or what, you know, just treating everybody pretty much the same. And I think people then see you for who you really are. I think people can see if you're fake. Yeah, I agree. You and, know? and certainly when you're in the cosmetics industry and you've got women coming to you bearing their soul about how they look, you've got to be charming, haven't you? You've got to you've got to instill you know, confidence in people. Yeah, and I think another thing, people would walk through the door of Benefit Cosmetics head office and I think they would expect to see this 18, 19, 20-year-old looking all <laughs> glammed up, you know, a size <laughs> 8 to 10, you know, saying, hello, can I help? And, and literally you'd walk through that door and there'd be a chubby me some days with no makeup on going, all right, mate, how you doing? <laughs> Welcome to Benefit. And I think people were really stunned by that and it just automatically put people at ease mm. I think that was a very interesting 
point about Benefit as well. They were very brave in the sense that they had all types of people working for them. So it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, a custom copy, young, slim consultants. It was, it was always a mix of people. And, and, you know, we haven't worked with Benefit for a long time, but I still keep in touch with quite a few people from that era. So it's a real credit to them. Brilliant champions of including, you know, all women. I do Mm. think it's changed a lot, if I'm Mm. honest, um, over the last few years. I think, you know, with, the, the help and use of social media, I think most brands are now out there going for Gen Z, which is pretty much the 23, 24s and under mm. because they're trying to kind of capture those people so that they have a sense a of mar- loyalty, yeah. Yeah. you know, throughout social media marketing. And I think that's a real shame because I think a lot yeah. of brands are forgetting that there are a lot, you know, I've had my kids, I'm ready to spend money now, <laughs> you know. We, that, we need to make up more. Mate, <laughs> so I, I do think a lot of brands are really missing a trick and and and, and some brands are actually noticing that now because what they mm. are doing is they are marketing products for mature women and mature women are really buying into that and they're being really successful so I really wish that they'd go back to their roots a lot more mm. and be for all women you know laughter is the best cosmetic all, all all ages all ethnicities everything and sometimes i think you know we're including every ethnicity which we should be doing yeah being yeah. ageist well we we definitely have some plans at funny women to look at the older spectrum of where we're, we're we've noticed over the last few years within within our awards that, that it's been getting younger and younger so we've had a bit of a a charm offensive, shall we call it, since that's what we're talking about, to get older women to enter the competition. And certainly with the comedy writing and the comedy shorts, we're getting more women entering, but we now need to get them on stage. Now we're getting back out there. Do you that's, think there's a confidence, Lee? Yeah, I think there's a whole thing around confidence. Older, we start, we're not as confident. I don't no. know if it's the same for you, Susie. Do you find you're less confident, more confident, the same? I, I'm completely the opposite way. I'm definitely more confident in myself. Mm. And I think a lot of it has to do with my situation now and everything I've been through because I've um, started out quite naive. I didn't really know anything about the industry. I've done Edinburgh. I've done big shows. I've done little shows. And now I've found my my home, really. I've gone back to Plymouth and I've got a lovely community of comedians around me. And the Southwest has got such a thriving scene and that it's just a different vibe. And I feel like I'm a bigger fish in a smaller pond now. And I, I've, I've been and done all the other things and I just enjoy gigging now and and I feel confident in myself I've lost a bit of weight I I wear more color now I mean Lynn's known me for years <laughs> and I used to wear the same black waterfall cardigan that was my I had five of them on the line at one point and that was my covering up sort of not and now I wear all the colors I've actually got a bit eccentric to be honest because I'm wearing all these like bright colors it's just I've, I've sort of found my my happiness really but I have to talk I have to talk about Butlins Nina and I've got to say about you from my you in my eyes because I was a red coat host and you were a show red so there were different roles so I my job was a sort of a host who I would be out walking around smiling and saying hello to everybody and sitting in with the audience and watching the shows and Nina was on stage singing and dancing and I you always stood out and you because the charisma thing you're genuine you're warm and you look like you're having a brilliant time and you're talented without even having to try and I remember it because we had to watch the shows every week and I would love the one where you were like Carmen Miranda with the fruit and, <laughs> and uh, I remember it 
you put such personality into it, it and you were like you were having the best time. And I always remember that song where you go, my heart goes boom chicka boom, boom chicka boom, boom chicka boom, and you were split. I love that every every week. And then I it's like Orville the Duck. I must have missed that one. Honestly, you all the green feathers. Um, oh yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were actually awful because I did dress up as a cat and a bear and all those other things. But they were they were sort of like butlins, sort of like all the the waiters would sit together, the red coats would sit together. It was a you know like high school sort of thing. But you and some other some of the other showbreds I became friends with because I got into a show and I remember being really nervous backstage because I was you know a red coat host and everyone had been rehearsing for ages and I had to cover for someone in the show. But you just all made me really welcome and I, I remember we all had a fancy dress party and in the staff accommodation I, I was in the show reds having a party and I was like oh this is good I've infiltrated Aww. I've infiltrated the cool kids but you always stood out and I always remember telling my mum about you because when my mum came up to visit and I'd say watch Nina she's brilliant and my mum said out of everyone on the stage you can't keep your eyes off Nina because uh, you yeah you just had it and you just looked like you were enjoying it and and you were the same in real life. And what you said about being genuine and authentic, that's absolutely it. Charisma is is listening to people and, and treating yeah. them well. And, and it's true. You can tell when people are being fake and they look over your shoulder and they, you know, they're not interested in what you're saying. But you, such a warm person, you you take interest in people. And that's what Aww, makes you Thank you, that. darling. What's up? This is How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker, the founder of Funny Women. To find out how to have fun in your workplace, visit www.herlarious.co.uk. I think when you look at the world of retail and hospitality, whether it's being a Butlins Red Coat or reception of Benefit Cosmetics, it's or being a comedian, it's about making the people that you're talking to think that you are the only person in the world that matters to them in that moment. And and that is the ability. That that is where people really score in terms of charm and charisma. Yeah. And I actually think people work for people. And if you've got charisma and charm, people will work harder for you. Yeah. Basically, if you're not an Yeah. I mean, I've had I've had so many jobs and I always remember when people are dismissive of me. There's people yeah. who are just rude and they don't know you, and they're just. Dis- and I always remember them. And I, I kind of, I, ca- I carry a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I pick up on that, and I think I never want to be like that. And yeah, I never want that trait. Yeah, what goes around comes around. That's it. So if you're not very nice, it will come back and bite you in the bum because it, it always will. does. Always, I know when I've not been nice, and I regret it the minute I've done it. You know. We're yeah, all at fallible. Least you know that. At least you know that, Lynn. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. worked with people that uh, someone that's had a bit of a narcissistic kind of personality and and they don't know that they're being a, a bitch. Like, and it's <laughs> so obvious and everyone sees it and it's like, you're such a narcissist. But at least you walk away and you know that you've been a bit of a bitch. Yeah. Well, in the the world of comedy is is full of people like that, isn't it? <laughs> 
I love that you've said the word narcissist because I was having this very conversation yesterday with my niece and my mum. My niece is 18 and she mentioned a friend of mine that I don't see anymore. And I tried to explain why I don't see this person and tried to explain about how toxic it became and how this person was quite bitter and unhappy, but it took it out on everyone else. And and I said about the narcissistic thing because some people... um, uh, always falling out with people but they never realize that they're the common denominator and they never will see it and and until you can sort of own up to your mistakes and say oh I'm sorry you're always going to be like that you're always going to give off that negative vibe and uh, so charming when they need to be oh psychopaths are charming like an actress because they'll charm the pants off you and then absolutely make you feel like a worthless piece of poo yeah (laughs) Well, it's, um, I know, don't even, I know all about love bombing and all that kind of thing, because there are certain exes of mine who I actually had to read up on and say, oh, that's what they did to me. Okay. Because it's a psychopathic, narcissistic thing. They love bomb you and then they, they make you feel worthless and throw you away. And, oh, and, and I've read all about it now. I'm an, I'm an expert on all that. Yeah, and that's of- just not Susie being bitter. He's it, it, genuine. No, it's real. Yeah. We've yeah. all been there. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I want to move this on a bit now because we're on. going down a very dark alley with we this. <laughs> and I want to keep it light, you know. Um, so, Nina, tell yeah. me what you think charisma is. And we've sort of discussed it already, but do we use it consciously what is it what is it okay I don't think that we do use charisma consciously and I actually think as well it was really interesting when you sent me the notes Lynn about charisma and 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 you know I thought about what it is and I thought it's it's a word that I use for men I never (laughs) kind of say about a woman she's got a lovely charisma but I'll I'll say about a bloke he's got a lovely charisma or he's charming. I don't use that word about a woman so much. I'll oh. use, oh, she's lovely, or, you know, she's adorable, or, she, you know, she made me feel so welcome. But but I tend to use that word more when it comes to men. So it, it kind of got me thinking, you know, what do I see as charisma? And I think, for me, it is about having the ability to be yourself and making somebody feel so at ease. Yeah, it's a really good description, actually. Do you know what the dictionary definition is? Compelling attractiveness or charm that can inspire devotion in others. Now, Susie, in terms of comedy, do you, I think you inspire devotion in others, actually. I think you are charming. Thank you. I, maybe sometimes pity, but no, I, <laughs> anyway, what I said before, because I, a part of it, like I say, is my accent because people go, oh, bless. Yeah. And it, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sort of trying to be edgy or um, <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> I just talk about myself and silly things that have happened to me. And people always say, oh, I, I want to be your friend or I want to go for a drink with you. You're kind of, you know, you're a bit like me. Yeah. People actually see themselves in me so stories I tell they go oh my god that happened to me I do things like that and I think it's about empathy towards other people as well and and um I it's funny you say about the the female thing Nina because I was thinking I'll write down examples of people I think who have charisma and most of them were men so I was thinking oh, I need to pick some women um and obviously the first one I wrote was Dawn French but I was trying to think of women who have charisma and there's so many of them but like you say we we say a different word for them. we say lovely don't we <laughs> women. 
Have you got your list there, Susie? I I have got my list. Um, So, oh, I did one about people who have no charisma. Do you want to hear that one? That's quite No, no, let's let's keep it positive. (laughs) Okay, so um, obviously Nina Ambrose, Dawn French, Princess Di. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very charming. Giles Brandreth, who I've been watching on Gogglebox. Oh, yes. I put as the checkout lady, because it's not all about the famous people. There's a lady at my local and if I see she's free, I will go to her because we always have a lovely chat and she makes me feel very special and she takes me and um, she doesn't sit there and flick through my take a break absentmindedly. She just, (laughs) you know, she asked me how I am. Um, I've put uh, Jay Blades from the repair shop. (laughs) Oh, yes. He's full of charm. Well, I think... He's a man though. Oh, yeah, but, you know, come on. Uh, 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 he is certainly a man. He wears that white shirt very well. Um, <laughs> but he, all the people on the repair shop are, are very char- charming. They're all I, I charming. Like if I if I would want to just go there, as a, if we had to, like, if it was the apocalypse and I had to go and find somewhere, I would go and live in the repair shop because they're all so lovely. Um, I've also, the whole, the whole uh, programme is charming, isn't yes. it? Yes. Oh, well, me and me and my mum, Jean, we like to watch the news and comment on the news readers. Um, uh, we we enjoy Hugh Edwards. He's very oh, charming. he's charming. Yes, yes, he's very charming. And there's a weather lady, and I can't remember her name, but she's very graceful with her arms. Um, <laughs> and also, people like Miriam Margulies, who oh is, yes, oh yes. yes. And I course, mean, and then on that train of thought, I also wrote Dame Edna. So yes, <laughs> but they they have a sting in their tail. Don't they? Oh yeah, but you you but could never be mad with them for long, could you? No, but they say they say horrendous things in a charming <laughs> way. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm also on my list the Obamas because first of all I wrote Michelle Obama and then I thought well actually both the Obamas have got charisma oozing out of their pores. Um, fictional character Fraser Crane, very charming, very charismatic. Oh yes, very. Always good. gets the ladies. Um, Tom Hanks, who is oh yeah. yeah charismatic man in the entire world along with ryan reynolds um oh, and yes to pop ne- another woman in daisy may cooper oh we love daisy may yeah. we, we want her as a funny women icon <laughs> Who's who, who daisy may daisy may cooper is from this country which she co-wrote with her brother she's blonde she's big she does loads of instagram stuff she's very funny brilliant she, on instagram brilliant she wore a she wore a bin bag to the BAFTAs when they were when they were nominated. She's absolutely she's funny. You see her on chat shows. She's completely herself. She doesn't pretend to be anything she's not. She sits there with a drink in her hand. You know, she's blending. I know exactly who you mean, yeah. but I didn't know the name of the person. <laughs> but I know who you mean? Through what you're explaining. Yeah, she was on a se- she was on a series of Taskmaster as well, which is right. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Greg Davis is quite charming. Well. In a backhanded kind of way, not necessarily <laughs> on Taskmaster, but yeah. David Attenborough is charming. David Attenborough is oh, very charming. Yeah, he is yeah. fantastically charming. So we've kind of unpacked that pretty well. Lots of examples. So Nina, you, you're going back to what you said you think it is. What have all those people got that is in common? Are they just nice people? Is it something about your personality? I, I, it's really hard, isn't it, to yeah, it is knuckle really down. Hard. It's, it's. I just think they have a real warmth about yeah. them. Yeah. And you do want to be friends with that person. Mm. You know, who it's, doesn't want to be friends with any of those people that you've just mentioned? Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I've got. I'm cute. I think we're all queuing up for Tom Hanks. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah, and 
I think it's a real warmth. That's what I think it is, a comfortable warmth. Mm, I think that's a really excellent description. You're listening to How to Have Fun at Work, brought to you by Funny Women and Hilarious. So um, let's move on and just talk a little bit about what you're doing now and whether you think, it's personal stuff here, but has your, I think you're both very charming and charismatic, as it so happens, uh, which is why you're my guest on this particular programme. But do you think your charm has failed you or do you think you've lost there have been times we've thought oh, I just can't keep this up Susie there can be times um where you don't connect with an audience and mm. it, it's tricky because I tend to do the same sort of set but mix it around depending on who's you know I'll think of things and do different parts of material but sometimes it just doesn't click and you're on stage and you're thinking I haven't got them I haven't got them and you're not really connecting and that can be tricky um I've been doing the Plymouth Comedy Tours, which is a walking tour, which we've been absolutely, me and myself, um, Christian and David, two other Plymouth comedians, we get on so well and we had such a laugh when we were writing it. And then we've been doing it and it can be anything up to 30 people or anything as little as three people. And we take them around the city centre and tell them our jokes. And some of the, some people have come on thinking it's going to be factual and historical and they can see it says comedy tours in the title, but they've. You know, you, you can tell when they turn up, you think, oh, well, it's going to be tricky to get this person. But they, they usually get on board by the time we've hit the city centre. They kind of realise the calibre of comedy they're getting. Um, but when we pointed out that um, a load of bins outside a pub was an art installation, they kind of realised that, um, oh, yeah, this is going to be a bit, you know, awful. But sometimes it's kind of like... charisma that's won them over, Sue. Well, that's what I'm saying. They kind of get on board with us. You know, they kind of were like, have we got them yet? Have we got them yet? And if you if you want to know about a charisma fail, well, the weekend just gone was my first weekend meeting my boyfriend's family, his parents, his <laughs> sister, the cousins, all together in the family home. And uh, everyone was like, they're going to love you. Just be yourself. Oh, and I, no. I was myself, but with two bottles of wine down me. So um, <laughs> apparently, apparently they love me. Um, I'm not I've not quite made it into the family WhatsApp group yet, but I have. I have been accepted and uh, they, it was fine. And even the bit where I pretended a long umbrella was the mic stand and did Freddie Mercury's I Want to Break Free in the marquee in front of his uh, 87-year-old mother, um, it was... It's they all loved you. They, they loved, loved you. And they loved me because I was being myself and I was saying yeah. things and I did spill red wine on the white tablecloth. And, uh, <laughs> and How and could I, they not love you? But you've been you. That's your self. Well, and this man is probably going to drink a little bit more because you're nervous. Yeah, well, yeah. everyone was drinking. They're, they're actually they're proper feeders, you know, and they do a special <laughs> drink that there's a traditional drink called a B and B, which is brandy mixed with something I don't know what. And I didn't know you're supposed to sip it. And I was like, oh, thanks very much. And I thought we were all going to, and I downed it, and everyone went, whoa. <laughs> and like, now, that just, is charm, right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, we all know that you're charming, Susie. Yeah. <laughs> but so, we had such fun with it. And and um, his 92-year-old father, bless him, said, I'm so glad that William met you. And that meant a lot to me oh. because they don't say much. But when he said that, and I think it's they, they, they all said to me, we can see how happy you make him. And that's why they loved me already because they the effect on him, they saw a change in him. So that's really lovely. That's lovely. Really lovely. Nina, so when did your charm fail you? Do you know, it's, it's an interesting one, this. I thought about this when you when you sent over the questions. And 
again, I think it, you know if if I'm if I'm gigging, you know, singing uh, gigs. Um, I'm nowhere near as funny as Susie Benet. Um, <laughs> I'll look at the audience, and I tend to think that I win the majority of the audience over. You know, mm. with a little bit of banter and singing and getting them all going. But you'll always see someone there that's kind of giving you that look as if oh, you she's gonna... really good, don't yeah. you? Oh. And do I think I failed them? No. I tend to think that, come on, love, just join in. Have a bit of a good time, you know. Mm. Lay your hair down and, and you'll have you'll have a happier life. So it... it <laughs> Does that fail me in that situation? No, I tend to pity them a little bit, but I feel a little bit disappointed that I haven't got them involved. Yeah. But I think, you know, when I'm doing my rants and big pants stuff, I'm always me, whether it's I'm doing something funny or I'm doing a makeup tutorial, I'll always be me. What's the point in being false? Um, It's just going to do your head in, isn't it? You know, not being (laughs) real to yourself. It's true though, isn't it? It's true, yeah. But I think... I have to turn the charisma on when I'm doing live videos with somebody. So I'm hosting. So I suppose, again, can it let me down in the moment? Yes. I'll tell you when it lets me down, when I've not got my listening head on. Yeah, which so is what like, Susie's saying about audiences. And yeah, I'm it's the same thing. Yeah. I'm asking him a question. I'm not listening to the answer. And that's really rude. And that's when I feel that the interview doesn't go well. So has my charisma let me down then? Yes. But Mm. probably because I'm not in the moment. And again, it brings it all back to being yourself and being in that moment. One of the biggest things I do when I run my comedy workshops is I have a whole exercise about listening. Because one of the, the most important things is, as Susie's already pointed out, you have to connect with your audience. So if you're not listening to them or watching them, you're not going to tune in to to what they're laughing at, where they're going with it. So that whole exercise of listening, whether you're going to be a public speaker or, you know, singer, whatever, it's all the same thing. And it's amazing. A lot of people who aren't very charismatic, uh, I would say it's because they actually are so in their heads. They're not they're not remotely interested in what you've got to say or the way you're you're connecting with them and that is what causes the charm failure that that is my perception of it so it's so I don't... true because actually someone that's up their own arse you're never going to describe them as charming no you're we may there. have to bleep out the word arse you know yes. i don't know not on my podcast body, no you're never going to describe that person <laughs> You know, he's up his own bottom a little bit, but he's yeah. charming. I think I think arse is better. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair play. But I'll tell, you, I'll tell you another really charming person was Ian Marshall, the MD of Benefit. Yeah, Politics. always. Very charming yeah. man. And there was something about the way he told a story as well mm, um, mm. that just kept you so captivated. He, yeah. again, it's a man, isn't it? He was yeah. charming. Well, Listen, time to wrap up, I'm afraid, uh, because we could talk about this for hours as it happens. So I need to ask you uh, your top tip on uh, how you have fun at work. Susie, on your new career doing tours, what's your top tip for having fun? Well, I realised that I need to enjoy myself. If I don't look like I'm enjoying myself, other people are not going to enjoy it. So never go through the motions, be authentic and 
and make sure you're having fun and then other people will have fun because if they think you're bored and you're just going through the motions they're going to you know they're going to lose confidence in you so I always try and make sure I look like I want to be there and um, because I usually do because this is something we've created me and my two friends we've created the tours we're proud of it we think it's funny so we have a good time and we also talk to them as well because we don't just lead them around and ignore them like we're on the telly. We chat to them and get to know them as well. And that's what I love doing. I've always done jobs where I've chatted to people because I'm interested in people. So show interest in other people, not just yourself. And Brilliant. Really that's good advice. Really, that's a really great piece of, um, you know, a, a character when it comes to charisma. Show interest in other people. Yeah. Nina, how do you have fun at work? Well, I think Benefit taught me a lot because their motto was laughter is the best cosmetic and they allowed us to have fun at work, which is amazing. And I think now I'm doing rants and big pants. We laugh a lot. And also interacting with the audience. You know, I see a lot of people pose, but they don't go back to their audience. And I get so much from the audience. They make me laugh. They make me smile. They 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 make me feel great about myself, you know, and what I'm doing. So for me... Laughter is the best cosmetic and interact with your audience. Well, I think we should all go and put our red coats on. And <laughs> Lynn, can I just say, when I say interacting with your audience, that doesn't matter what job it is. Like Susie is comedy. She interacts with her audience. Yeah. You know, I'm on Instagram. You could be in retail. Your audience is the people that you're serving. Absolutely right. Uh, the lady, yeah, the lady from Asda. I'll always remember. I know. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I have a lady exactly like that in Marks and Spencer's food hall. Yeah. yeah. And when I was but, volunteering in the care home last year, my audience were the residents. And by yeah. Christ, did I entertain them, poor sods. They just wanted to go in there for a rest. I was getting them to the <laughs> open pokey and everything. <laughs> Kept them young. Now, uh, Nina, where can we find you? You can find me predominantly on Instagram or Facebook at Rants and Big Pants. And it's not just me. It's my sidekick, DB. Um, And, uh, yeah, we're just talking to like-minded women, having fun, discussing from menopause to Alzheimer's, from makeup to just mind-blowing conversations. Well, it's absolutely brilliant. So do check it out. And Susie, where can we find you? I'm on Twitter at funny Susie B. I'm on Instagram, which I'm still being taught by my niece, uh, Susie B Comedy. I'm terrible at it, so come and help me. Um, and you can check out PlymouthComedyTours.co.uk or look at Plymouth Comedy Tours on Facebook. Marvelous. That's absolutely brilliant. And of course, Susie is the parent in residence to my wonderful daughter who also lives in Plymouth now. So uh, we'll be down to see you very soon. Um, both of you, you've been brilliant. So much fun talking to you. Like old times. As I say, we need our red coats. I've never had a red coat. We're going to get you one, Lynn. We're get, I, Susie did wear her red coat for a gig once. Yeah, um, I'm supposed to nick them, Nina, but I, uh, you know. Can I him. tell you a story about what my mum, I have my uniform here and my mum moved house. She didn't think I wanted it anymore. She gave it to charity. She gave it to charity. That is something that still comes up when I've had two bottles of wine, Susie, every time. Oh, can we just talk about that red coat uniform? I still look on eBay for it in case someone... Well, we'll we'll put a search out for your (laughs) Nina's red coat. Listen, I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you very much, both of you. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, Lynn. It's been an absolute pleasure. Lovely to see you. You've been listening to How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker. If you like us, please subscribe, review and share. Chicken, 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 chicken.